no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Thanks for listening to the Very Cinches Podcast. On today's show, we will break down the upcoming position battles and much, much more. Hey, Dub, what's the good word, fam? Man, everything is all good, players. How about you, man? Man, I'm just loving this weather, man, here in the shy. Another little nice day we got here. We got blessed with it here on this Wednesday afternoon, man. But I, I got no complaints, my man. Hey, me either, man. I love seeing that sunshine come through. Man, I was uh, outside uh, working on the deck. I took a couple Zoom calls and sitting out on the deck. I'm like, man, I love this. This work from home thing ain't too bad, ain't dub. <laughs> <laughs> With the weather nice, it makes it much easier. Yeah, man, because, you know, when when the weather was bad and you stuck in the house, man, it, it kind of sucked. But this, this I, I, could, I could handle this work from home now if this weather stayed the same way. <laughs> man, it, this, it's just perfect, man. It's not overbearing heat. It's just, it's just right. You know what I mean? Well, this is what we call just a good day. That's right. Ice Cube tried to tell y'all. He tried to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Speaking of today being a good day, audience, we're going to get into a lot on this episode. As A-Dub mentioned, we're going to talk about some of the position battles as we see them. But before we get into that, there's a lot of things that we want to discuss here on this show. First thing, A-Dub, and I'm really excited, really pumped for this. Last year, the Bears unveiled that 1920 football drive, and that was kind of like the behind-the-scenes thing that we got to see like with OTAs and training camp, and they're bringing that thing back this year. We get to see behind-the-scenes of the NFL draft and the rookie minicamp, bro. I cannot wait till that thing comes out. And for our audience, that comes out tomorrow at 7 p.m., I think Eastern time, right, A-Dub, or is it Central time? It might be 7 p.m. Central time, but it, it comes out tomorrow. I'm looking forward to that, man. The hype is there, brother. It's there. This is a way to capitalize on that. So I'll be tuned in. For any of our listeners that don't know where to pick that up, it's going to be on the Bears YouTube channel. And I did confirm the time is 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that episode is going to come out. And we get to relive all over again the Justin Fields draft pick. Get to see him behind the scenes at rookie minicamp. Woo! We are so fortunate, man. So fortunate. Yes, we are. And I love the way this kid speaks, man. I really do, Prez. And I'm looking forward to seeing it go over again, you know? Still see it. Let us relive that. I'm all for it. Looking forward to it. One of the things that I really loved about this when it came out last year was it gave fans a little bit of insight into some of the inside meetings and stuff that the team was having as they were preparing for the season. So I really enjoyed it last season. So definitely look forward to seeing what they show us this year because I'm telling you, this draft class, and we've talked about it on the show a lot, A-Dub, this draft class is really exciting, and I can't wait to see some of the behind the scenes with the calls and maybe the conversations they had with the draft picks. So definitely looking forward to that. I'm still excited now, man, the fact that you even brought it up. So when this comes on, I'm quite sure we're going to see a lot of things that we didn't see during the draft. A lot of those conversations, like you mentioned, I'm looking forward to just hearing all those details. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And a lot of Justin Fields. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can't get enough of watching anything to do with him. So very excited. As, and as we record this episode, audience, I am staring at my Justin Fields jersey. So I'm telling you, it's just fitting that we're talking about this. I look over to my left and I see the jersey. Ah, oh, man, good times to be a Chicago Bear fan. Good, good times, eh, Dub? Hey, man, as you know, Press, we talked about this on the show. Things didn't always get off to a good start for us, but I'll tell you right now, it's ended on a great note. Yeah, man, it's just the beginning, baby. It's only June. It's only June, son. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pumped. <laughs> One thing that I wanted to bring up, Eddie Jackson. I'm not sure if you saw this, but 
he is unveiling a serial that's going to be coming out. So he partnered with the PLB Sports and Entertainment, and they're releasing BoJack Cinnamon Toast Squares, hey, Dub. Are you going to buy some of those? Man, I'm not really a cereal eater like that, man. Too much sugar, you know? <laughs> but I hear you. <laughs> I got to support my guy. So, you know, I, I would definitely go ahead and do it, as long as he put on a, a good performance for us during the season. Yeah, because they said a portion of the proceeds, hey, Dub, is going to benefit his uh, Remain to Reach Foundation. So for any of our audience that don't know some of the work that BoJack is doing in the community, I know I give him a hard time on this show, but I'm going to tell you, man, his foundation, it works with at-risk youth and a lot of people that have been previously incarcerated. And it's helping them to kind of build and provide resources for them after they're released from prison. And so that's a very, very worthwhile endeavor. So I definitely give him props for that. I'm with A-Dub, though. I'm not a cereal eater, but I will contribute. I'll probably buy maybe some bo- uh, some boxes of cereal and just say, hey, donate that to somebody. Preferably not a kid because we don't want these kids getting loaded with all this sugar. But I want to support because I think that's such a worthwhile uh, foundation that he started up, A-Dub. I can't do much but salute what he's doing. You know, um, anytime you have a, have a foundation like that and doing all the right things for the community, I'm all behind any of the players who are doing things that nature press. So definitely I will be supporting him on that journey. We talk about this a lot, A-Dub, when you have a platform. It's very important for you to use that platform in, in the right sense. And so I like the fact that Eddie is coming here in this city, and I'm sure his foundation helps people in all type of areas. But it's just really important when you look at Chicago and some of the, the struggles that we have here in our city. And to have a foundation like that that's going to be helping a lot of these individuals to get caught in the system, man, shout out to you, Eddie, to A-Dub's point. I hope you bring it this season, but nevertheless, we definitely want to support you with the cereal audience. The cereal is going to be available to be purchased locally here in Chicago at all Mariano stores and then also online at plbse.com. So that's plbse.com. But Eddie, salute to you, man, and uh, keep up the good work with the foundation. Absolutely, Perez. You said it right on, brother. Some other news that I wanted to get your thoughts on, A-Dub, is Morgan Moses the tackle from the Washington football team. It's come into Chicago. He's meeting with the guys here this afternoon. What did you think with that one, A-Dub? Because as our audience knows, he was a cap casualty from Washington. Yep. And I got very excited when I saw this, A-Dub, because I said, boy, can Ryan pay strike again? Because you know he got that hot post-June 1 cap money in his pocket. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably hitting him like everybody when they got them stimmy checks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, 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 friends. Yeah, man. I was extremely excited to see that, right? Because I'm like, that guy can definitely help us out for sure. I mean, immediately. So, hey, man, we got the money. Let's get him because I'm looking forward to, I mean, I was looking forward to this guy playing with us if we can get him. Yeah, I mean, that would be a hell of an addition. I hope that it works out because like we mentioned on the show last week, A-Dub, we talked about the offensive line having some of those questions at the tackle position, right? And so- When you look at a guy like Moses, I could totally see him slotting in at right tackle because from everything that we're hearing from the organization, Tevin Jenkins is going to be lined up there at left tackle. So now, if you look at that, if they were able to, if they're able to sign a guy like Moses at right tackle, now you set up a situation where Ifedi is just going to be like a super sub or, you know, he's going to be competing for somebody for a guard position. We don't know, but I'll tell you one thing. I don't see him beating out big James Daniels or, a white hair for a guard position. So if they sign him, I think uh, Fetty's going to be a very high-priced uh, super sub. <laughs> well, hey, look, it is what it is then, Press. At the end of the day, one thing I want to make sure is our quarterback protected. So if we got a guy like him, hey, I feel good about our protection at the tackle spots. Yeah, but that would be um, a really impressive move. Now, I'm going to say this, man. I, I, had to, I had to do a little film work, and I had to do a little more insight into him because I went to watch – a few of his games from last year. And I'm just going to tell you guys, from my standpoint, Morgan Moses is basically Charles Leno with better run blocking ability. That's just what I see. That's what I saw on tape. Mm. Mm. You know, so Mm. that's what I saw. But I still think that him and Tevin Jenkins together would be a really nice combo on on that offensive line they dug. Yeah, man. I think so too, Brez. Um, The guy really shows they can really do his job very well at a high level. He was pretty much one of the better tackles out there last season. I mean, Perez, that's nothing I really can say bad about the guy. If we could get him on our team, I tell you, Perez, that is a plus, man. And I can see Andy Dalton really working very well with that group. Not saying the core we have right now isn't good, 
I mean, I'm talking about upgrading. And that guy is a guy you can use to upgrade your team with. The biggest thing here is what we're seeing from Ryan Pace is we're seeing a GM that is trying to plug up any sort of perceived hole with his roster, right? And right. so we have to make sure that this offensive line is shored up because I think that's been my biggest concern with throwing Justin Fields out there, A-Dub, is just yep. not knowing what that offensive line situation is going to look like. Right. And the other thing, Perez, is if Eddie doesn't appear to be our long-term solution, right, it doesn't appear to be that way. I mean, no, he's another one-year deal. Yeah, he's a stopgap. Yep. For me, I'm all for it. We can get a guy and have someone there for sure for the next couple of seasons if possible. Well, and that's the thing. You, you never know there, A-Dub, because maybe right. if they bring in Moses, they might be on a one-year deal as well, right? Because, true, true. you know, you got to look at, you got Borum, you got some, you know, other guys there on that offensive line. So you never know how this all will pan out. But the fact that he's in the building, Ryan Pace, do not let this guy leave without giving him a contract. Let's sign him. <laughs> Don't let him leave. Don't let him leave. <laughs> Keep him in the house. Do what Chris Paul and them did to, uh, what was that back in the day when they didn't allow? It was DeAndre Jordan. Remember that A-Dub? Uh, yeah. During free agency, they wouldn't let him leave. <laughs> hey, man. Them dudes housed them in there, man. Locked all the doors. You're not going anywhere. Not to 1201. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I sure remember that, man. Yeah, that was funny. But, yeah, do not let him leave without that contract signed in hand, Mr. Pace. Use your stimulus money for good use, sir. Please. And he is the right person to use it for. Yeah, he sure is. As we look at post-June 1, right? So we're we're kind of on the horizon now. We got OTAs popping off. We're going to have a training camp coming up here in the near future. So some of the things that are going to be happening for our audience to kind of ponder, right? So I talked about the fact that Ryan Pace has some of that post-June 1st money that's been freed up. That was freed up because of the Charles Leno release. So that freed up $9 million in cap space, right? So now... That's significant because you have to look at the team. They were only sitting at about $219,000 in cap space. So you can't do anything with that type of cap space when you have to sign a draft class. So now with them cutting Leno and making that post June one, now they can sign their draft class. Hey, Doug. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it worked out that way. It looks like they got maybe a little money left over, right? If they decided when to pick somebody up who's been cut that can help the team succeed. So they got a little money to play around with at this point. And so when we look at that, right, we, we talked about on the last show that Ryan Pace was looking at some DBs out there, right? So you never know what's going to happen there. But we also talked about Morgan Moses here. So we'll see what happens uh, with Pace over the next couple of days here. But they have a little money to work with here. So I, I, I think he's going to make a move. I, I really, I feel it, A-Dub. I think something's going to happen here. Yeah, something's going to happen. I'm hoping it's Moses, um, Perez. I hope he's the guy that we get. But how much we're going to get him at, what the price tag looks like. So, but anyhow. I know Pace, he can work something out, man. The guy's pretty smart. He's been effective. I'm sure he can make some things that occur. And one other thing, too, I, I just I just thought about this. I also saw reporting that uh, Breland, uh, the corner that used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs, he's also someone that Pace has kind of been keeping an eye on A-Dub. So that's something worth watching because, as I mentioned last week, I think Ryan Pace is not necessarily satisfied with that DB position. And I think he wants to bring in some more competition. So that's also uh, a situation worth monitoring. Oh, yeah. We got to monitor that too, Perez. You got him. You got the DB. You have, um, like I said, Morgan Moses. You have the DB out there that he's looking at. So multiple positions. That's a good thing, Perez, because like you said, man, he's looking to continue to upgrade this team. And the more competition we have, the better for us, right? Hey, if we can do that, add more depth, add more value, I'm all for it. Facts, sir. Facts. So, audience, as we record this episode, we have some news that we wanted to put out there, just some things that came out from some of the beat reporters that were able to attend the um, open parts of the OTAs today. So, as you guys know, the Bears have returned to action this week with some of their organized team um, activities. Actually, they kicked off yesterday, but some of the things that the media was able to take part in, they were able to see some of the on-field work as well. So one thing that we have to talk about, A-Dub, and it's pretty pretty tough news to report on, is uh, Matt Nagy said that Daz Newsom landed pretty hard on his shoulder in practice yesterday, and he actually broke his collarbone. Yes, I saw that, man. And it's kind of sad to see my boy get hurt already, you know? I'm a big fan of his. I think he's a guy who I believe can come in and contribute. But I do understand the fact that when you get hurt, man, you get hurt. And those things that can slow down some of your progress um, moving forward. So it's just sad to see it happen, Perez. 
but I'm quite sure he's going to recover soon from it. Yeah, so he's having surgery tomorrow, and uh, Nagy basically classified it as that he's going to be out for a little while. So there's probably a chance that he'll probably be able to get back in the fold probably by some point in training camp a little bit later on down the road. But one thing to just keep in mind, when you're a rookie, when you're trying to learn the playbook, try to get acclimated to the speed of the game, an injury like this definitely could set you back. I'm hoping, though, you know, he's able to kind of rehab and get things back in order. It just sucks, man, to see it happen to him. He's a good kid. It happened to him. And now the role to recovery is the most important thing at this point. It's the game. And next man up is kind of the, the model. And, and hopefully, uh, you know, Daz does what he has to do in his, in his uh, rehab to, to get back out there. Absolutely. And I believe so, Press. He'll be fine. But just hate to see the setback. Because, I mean, we saw last year we were fortunate with Darnell Mooney how not only was he able to participate in a lot of the, you know, the offseason programming, but the guy during training camp from day one, he made a name for himself. He made his presence felt out there on the field. And that was kind of what I was thinking was going to happen with Daz Newsom. He probably still can, but it's just now he's going to probably be worked back in a little slowly now that he's going to be working his way back from his injury. Right. Absolutely. Like you said, Prince, it's part of the game. But this is one thing I can say about this kid. He will bounce back. No doubt about that, man. No doubt about that. So that was some tough news. But some other news that that I kind of saw from this, and I wasn't surprised when I heard this A-Dub, but they said a majority of the starting defense, with the exception of Roquan Smith, were absent from today's OTA. So if if people want to kind of think about who those names may be, well, Eddie Jackson, Danny Trevathan, Khalil Mack, Eddie Goldman, Hakeem Hicks, Robert Quinn, Mario Edwards Jr., Bilal Nichols, and Angelo Blackson. But Matt Nagy was very quick, A-Dub, to say these practices are voluntary. So what were your thoughts there when you kind of saw some of those defensive players sit out? Because if you look around the league, it looks like a lot of these players on defense are kind of making the decisions to kind of skip some of these uh, workouts. Yeah, man. I think most importantly, Perez, is a lot of these players are skipping out on it. And you never know for many different reasons. One could be the fact the health reasons, Perez, making sure they prepare when training camp does occur where they have to be there, right? Where it's mandatory. Because once the season starts and those practices come in, hey, you got to be ready. I'm all for it. I have no issues with those guys doing it at all. When I look at this Bears defense, they haven't been the problem for me over these last couple of seasons. I mean, the defense did take a slight step back. But when you look at it, I'm okay with some of the names of those people that miss an OTAs. Because guess what? We know when, when you strap on the helmet and when you get those pads on that these guys are going to be ready to play. And Exactly. In the case of Eddie Goldman, Matt Nagy also said today that he has actually been at Hallis Hall recently. So that was something when I heard that, it made me feel a little bit better about um, Eddie Goldman uh, not being there today. Oh, that's good to hear as well, Prez. But the other thing Nagy was saying as well, Prez, is that these guys has also been attending meetings, the virtual meetings. They haven't really missed anything but some of the on-field practices. So for that matter, they're still engaged, and I'm not overly concerned. The thing about it is we talked about this on, on the last episode. We, we talked about the fact that Last season, these players were mostly doing all of their off-season program virtually. So hey. these, these players are still attending that component. It's just the on-field work. And I think what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of players staying away from that. I mean, look at Tampa Bay. You got Tom Brady and a lot of those veterans. They're working out away from the team, and they're doing their own thing. So it just it feels like a lot of these players are kind of like saying, hey, you know what? We're going to figure this out. We're going to do this thing in this in a controlled situation that works best for us. So we're seeing that a lot with a lot of the teams. But on offense, though, A-Dub, it was interesting that a lot more of those players on offense showed up. So the only noticeable person that, that wasn't in attendance was uh, A-Rob. But then also I was surprised to hear that Nick Foles wasn't. But for the most part, it said everybody else on offense was there. Yeah, that's good to see, man, that a lot of the folks on the offense was there. I'm not worried about A-Rob. I don't think you are either, Prez. That's the guy who I know is going to be ready. Let him do what he got to do. Those other guys who showed up, I'm proud of them for making that decision. And, hey, they got some good work in, man. So proud to see that happening. I was even more happy to see um, Miller there, man, to show what he's able to do since he's been doing a lot of talking about preparing himself and being ready for this season. So right now, so far, so good. Off to a great start. Well, I'll tell you one thing. uh, Miller uh, watching and seeing Daz Newsom go down, that's an opportunity for you, Miller, to uh, take a hold of that of that slot position. So we'll see what, what he does there. And to piggyback off of what you just said a second ago, 
I actually have no issue with A-Rob not being there. And my opinion about the A-Rob situation is he shouldn't practice till he gets a new contract. That's the way I look at it. There's no need for him to risk any sort of injury while he's playing under a franchise tag. That's just the way I see it. Yeah, man. And he's doing the right thing. He's handling it in a smart manner. I have, like I said, like you and I said, Chris, we got no issue with it. I want him to do what he got to do for himself because he got to think about his career long term. My thing is, A-Rob, do what you need to do. Sit out until things are mandatory or the team gives you an extension that you still should get. I know a lot of people, they got off of that whole extend A-Rob train. We never left that. We still should be looking at extending A-Rob. Absolutely, man. And I would love to see him here long term. I just like the idea of him and Fields, man, just playing together, Chris. I'm still stuck on that, man. So I'm hoping he's here for a long time. For sure. Now, what did you think about uh, Nick Foles uh, not not showing up to uh, to uh, <laughs> to the OTAs today? I if I if I'm being honest, if I was Nick Foles, I wouldn't have shown up either. But w- what was your thoughts on that? I think I've heard them say that Nick Foles has some personal issues going on. Uh, I'm not sure what they are, Perez. I have no idea. Uh, Matt Nagy didn't tell what they are. Didn't pretty much say what they were. But I'm hoping that everything is okay with them. He has been called out to be the third string quarterback. So not sure if that made a big difference in it either, but the fact that he's still been on Zoom calls and still been engaged, the only thing that happened for him was being on the field. I'm not too much worried about him either. That's a, a really interesting point that you brought up, and that definitely was something that Matt Nagy talked about today. And he talked about the fact of, okay, Andy Dalton is our first-team quarterback. He's going to get those type of reps. But then he said that Justin Fields is going to lead the second-team offense. And then when he made that announcement that Nick Foles is going to be working with the third team group, I looked at that situation, A-Dub, and I said, well, damn, he's going to be the highest paid third string quarterback in the damn NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Very expensive for a third string these days, I guess, Wes. Man, that's a luxury, bro. Man. I know, right? He's feeling pretty good about that. Get a good payday being third string. Yeah, he he gonna be like a glorified uh, mentor to uh, Justin Fields. That's pretty much what that's gonna be. <laughs> I know, man. So uh, you're right, Perez. He's probably gonna be more of a mentor to uh, Fields and trying to help him out with the fam and all those different things to help the kid be successful. Whatever personal situation he got going on, hopefully that gets sorted out. But uh, it, like you said, man, when you're looking at Justin Fields now in that in that two hole, I think that bodes very well for Justin Fields now. We joked on the last episode, A-Dub, about Andy Dalton and kind of how that conversation went between him and Nagy. And so Andy Dalton even said, hey, I knew from the beginning that there was going to be a possibility that they would draft a quarterback in the first round. And so you know what he said? He said, it is what it is. There you go. (laughs) So Not much else he can say. No, because at the end of the day, you know that this is your job to lose. And most of the fan base already probably thinks you're just keeping the seat warm for the rookie. So it is what it is. So <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> right. He is keeping that seat warm. I just hope that while he's actually playing, you know, he can execute. He can do some things with it, you know. And I think that sets us up for success going forward because, you know, I don't want him to just make the ship sink further, right, with him being there. So hopefully he can provide some good quarterbacking, some good playing. And then by the time the kid get in there, we're off to a good start still. Yeah, but he did say that he loves working with Justin Fields already, and he said he's embracing the opportunity to have an impact on him and to help him get ready in his career. So he's saying all the right things, A-Dub. So, I mean, that's nothing that we didn't expect from Andy Dalton. He's been known as a team guy and, and a consummate professional. So that's good to hear, right? that he's going to basically be in a situation where he's going to mentor this kid and try to help him out as, as much as possible. Yeah, I appreciate him doing that, Perez, but it doesn't stop the competitive nature, right? <laughs> he's still competitive. He still wants that job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, that's just no different than what I do, right? Being in sales. We'll get, you know, a newer person that'll join the team. And guess what? I'm not worried about the new kid coming in town because they ain't me. So my thing is, I'm going to help you. Now I'll give you some secrets and I ain't going to give you all, right? Because that's that competitive <laughs> aspect that A-Dub talked about. <laughs> but you don't want the person out there bogus. So, you know, you, you do your best to try to get them up to speed. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. You want to support the kid and, see the kid do well. And, and most likely what happens for us down the road, one thing I will say will happen, the kid will probably give you some kudos that, hey, I learned a lot from some veterans, you know, Andy Dawn, Foles, you know, those things you hear down the road. Well, yeah, I mean, I talked about on the last episode when Jake Cutler told the story about working uh, with Jake Plummer in Denver. Yep. 
and how he spoke very highly of Jake Plummer and how Jake Plummer really helped him kickstart his career. So that's a really excellent point, A-Dub, because, yeah, whether it's Foles or whether it's Dalton, this kid, Justin Fields, they all know that this kid is the franchise quarterback basically in training. So they should be looking to doing everything that they can to help get this kid ready. Even if it is a competition, whatever the case may be, we'll still try to help this kid along because Jake Plummer did it. Even though Jake Cutler ended up taking his job, well, Jake Plummer saw the writing on the wall, just like I'm sure Andy Dalton sees the writing on the wall, right? When he said it is what it is, right? Because he knows it's only, probably going to be only a matter of time. Right, right. And also, this is that press. You only got a one-year deal anyway. So you know what you're there for, right? And that's part of the process. You being there also add some of that mentorship too. Mm-hmm. One thing, though, they said that that quarterback depth chart won't be changing during the OTA. So it'll be worth looking at to see how that depth chart moves when we start training camp a little bit later in the summer. But that was kind of interesting. So we'll see there. I also saw some pictures that came out from today's uh, OTAs. And it had uh, Andy Dalton and Justin Fields kind of like side by side with each other. And in the picture, A-Dub, Andy Dalton was kind of looking off to the side and he had a big smile on his face and looked like he was very happy to be there. Mm -hmm. And then you zoom in on Justin Fields who was standing there just as stoic as he did on draft day, looking straight ahead, <laughs> looking like he was ready to kill somebody. And I was like, Ooh, Justin, look at Justin. I was like, I was like, he looks like the veteran in this picture. And the other guy looks like the rookie. <laughs> right, 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 right. That's one thing about Justin Fields, man. His demeanor doesn't change. No. It's the same way, good, better, and different, man. And that's what you like about that kid. Like, hey, he's going to be the same way no matter what, man. He's going to humble himself and continue to play. And that's one thing you like about him, Perez, for sure. But the other thing I did see, man, I looked like a fan on some of the OTAs, man. Some plays that happened out there. It was good to see your boy Montgomery catch a long pass, you know, from Justin Fields. It was good to see your boy Miller out there catching passes. So it was good to see, man, some good stuff. No, and that was really good, yeah, because uh, some of that, those uh, the video that came out, I, I love those beat reporters that were able to get that stuff out there. Now, they got to take that stuff down within 24 hours because the Bears have very strict rules about uh, things right. that get filmed at their practices. But it was good to kind of see some sneak peeks of some of the things that have been going on. One thing that I wanted to discuss with you was you mentioned David Montgomery received that long pass from Justin Fields. That thing was a rope, accurate pass right there on the money. But the one thing that David Montgomery said about Justin Fields is he said, dude's a freakish athlete, to say the least. He said he already carries the leader mantra that you rarely see from rookies. He said he's great, he's progressing well, and he's taking the reins. That is a veteran player talking about a rookie in that way. That is really impressive that he's come in and basically people are kind of looking at him that way. Especially David Montgomery, eh, Doug? Yeah, man, that speaks volume, Perez. Man, that's hey, that's the highest praise you probably can get. And um, I'm glad to hear that, that uh, Montgomery said that about him. It just lets us know that, Perez, we got a good one, man. And the things we've been hearing about Justin Fields overall, Perez, is nothing short of that, man. And I can't wait to get his opportunity to show us all once he get that starting job. But like I said before, Perez, so far, so good, man. I'm just glad everyone can see his demeanor, how he is as a leader, and how he is as a person, man. This is who he is, Justin Fields. Get used to this. When I look at that, we talked about how Justin Fields was impressive to a lot of the people that saw him at the rookie minicamps. I was very happy about that, but I was also kind of cautiously optimistic. I said, okay, that's cool but I want to see how he does when he gets around these veterans. So now yeah. after a couple of days and these guys are all kind of coming away impressed, that says a lot, man. It really does say a lot about him, but I also just don't want us to rush this kid's development. I will just keep saying that. I just want to err on the side of caution. A-Dub. I just want to give him the right chance to earn that starting job, but let's not throw him out there. And I still feel the same way about that when it comes to Justin Fields. Let's not rush him. You're right. I'm with you. He's still got some things to learn. And that's some things that Nagy brought up about him learning when it comes down to motions and making quick reads and making quick plays and being able to read a defense. Um, this be, that's me paraphrasing. But yeah, there's some things this kid's still learning out there, Perez, that I think uh, I don't want to push him out there so fast on the field already. Let him catch up to speed, and I think he'll be fine down the road. There's one thing that's going to be for certain, A-Dub. This quarterback battle is going to be more entertaining the last seasons. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm looking forward to that battle. <laughs> all right, man. We'll do. Let's get into the, the nuts and bolts of the episode, man, before we get out of here. 
So as we mentioned, audience, we wanted to go through a few roster competitions that we think are going to basically be very hot during this OTA segment, but also going to continue on within training camp. So obviously the one that we just talked about is that quarterback. So the battle between Justin Fields and Andy Dog. A-Dub, talk to me. Man, Prince, that's going to be a good battle anyway, Press. You already know this kid feels going to be the real deal. Right now, he shows a lot of good things so far. Even you talked about Montgomery, right? The fact that Andy Dalton still feels they got a lot left in the tank and a veteran in the game, that's going to be interesting to see these guys you know, continue to battle because I'm quite sure both of them are very competitive. Fields believe in his mind that, hey, he's ready for the next step and he's doing all the things he needs to do to get there. This is going to be a good battle to see these two guys go at it and learn at the same time. Yeah, and you know what? You brought up, an, uh, and I, I want to quickly touch on uh, Montgomery before I, I give my my two cents here on the quarterback position. I think he's going to be the big recipient of either Fields or Dalton being a quarterback because I think teams are going to have to respect either of those quarterbacks, and they're not going to be able to load up the box against David Montgomery. I think that's going to be very important. He's probably going to be very happy either way it goes, uh, depending on who's lining up back there at quarterback. So David Montgomery, he's going to win a lot, I think, this season with having the approved quarterback play. Oh, yeah, Chris, on two areas, in the running game and in the passing game. So let's look out for that, too. We're going to see that he's going to get more opportunities in the passing game. This battle here, A-Dub, we're already seeing it kind of shaping up to kind of really, really, really be one of the biggest storylines over the course of the summer here with this ball club. So. It's only probably a matter of time before Justin Fields is going to be the QB one. It's not going to be if, it's just when, right? And so exactly, I think Andy Dalton realizes that he's just keeping the seat warm for, for the rookie. Yep. I think and most it, of most of us logical fans, though, A-Dub, we just still want to err on the side of caution and don't want to rush Fields' development. I think that's why it's going to make the most sense for him to start off as that backup. But those questions are only just going to continue to get hotter and hotter once the media gets to see these practices, once these preseason games start happening and we start seeing Justin Fields do Justin Fields things out there, it's going to be very tough on Nagy and that coaching staff to make that decision on what they're going to do at QB. Oh, yeah. The pressure's on, Press. It really is. Like you say, it's a matter of time, man. I'm quite sure Fields is going to be ready. It looks like, man, he's a very fast learner too, Press. He's picking up things very fast and then executing, right? And if he continues doing this, man, that, that window gets small and small for Andy Dalton in the quarterback. Yes, sir. And one of the things that you mentioned there about that learning curve. So Justin Fields and Dalton both are learning this offense. Nick Foles has been in this offense previously, and he was on the team last year. So that's going to be someone that Fields should be able to kind of tap on the shoulder who should be able to help him out and get up to speed. But I think really steady performances in training camp and strong, strong preseason performance, man, dude, I, I just feel like Matt Nagy, I don't, I do not envy him because he's going to have to make some tough decisions, man, with that quarterback position they dub. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is, man. And friends, I'm telling you, man, I am ready for preseason. I really am. And the reason, the main reason behind it, you know it, who it is, it's Justin Fields. I, yeah. We want to see him play. So we want to see him. Yeah, that's it. That's what it comes down to, man. If this kid is, can show us a whole lot in preseason, I'm quite sure you're going to hear more Bears fans say, hey, we want to see Fields out there, despite anything else that's going on. Well, this is also another reason why I'm so disappointed that uh, training camp is no longer in Bourbon because me and you would have been down there for a lot of them practices, man, if if that was the case, because those are open to the fans. Now, I don't know how they're going to do the practices at Hallis Hall or how they're going to open those up to fans, but in Bourbon we could have been down there watching Justin Fields do his thing, man, every damn day we wanted to drive down there. So that's the man. only thing that stinks now with that. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that sucks, man. It'd been nice to see Justin Fields, man. Where they would have been. But you never know, man. We'll see what happens to see um, if they open it up to fans. But if not, hey, man, we'll, we'll hit up a preseason game before the season, man. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, you, you'll get to see him. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm looking forward to that, man. Yes, sir. All right. So offensive tackle is another position, A-dub, that – I think it's going to have a lot of competition associated. So as we talked about earlier in the episode, Tevin Jenkins is likely to start in left tackle. And if they don't sign Moses, then it's looking like Jermaine Effetti is going to be the right tackle. But as I mentioned on last week's show, Borum and Elijah Wilkinson are also going to be in the mix. So we just don't know what's going to happen here with the tackle position, mostly on that right side. 
What are your thoughts on that position battle uh, going into uh, OTAs and camp, eh, Doug? Prez, I like the battle. Because the thing is, you have to earn your position here, man. Even if you got the money, whatever, right? You still got to play and show that you deserve that spot. So the fact that there's been some pressure added onto these guys to produce, to play, and there's a, a lot of competition there, I'm looking forward to that part, Prez. That's the best part of the game, really. That, hey, when you come out on top, it shows that you earned it. So I like the battle. I like the depth as well. But the most importantly, man, whoever gets that job pretty much has shown us enough to say, hey, look, they earned it. The one thing that we keep talking about is the fact that this Bears coaching staff and obviously Brian Pace, they have a lot of confidence in Tevin Jenkins because if they did it, they wouldn't have released Charles Leno. And obviously he was serviceable at best and left tackle, but it still was a surprising move and it was made. But that goes to show you that they feel that strongly about this kid that he has what it takes to make that move to left tackle, A-Dub. Yeah, man. You're right, friends. They do feel strong in him. But at the same time, that's a lot of pressure on the kid, too. So yep. maybe he's ready for the pressure. He can handle it. Right now, he's done all the right things. He's been preparing himself. And I'm looking forward to seeing how he performs at that position. But the one thing I always got to say, Perez, is I don't want to get too high just yet. I want to get the guy a chance to learn and grow, right? Because I know everyone sees they got the job. that You expect so much out of him right away. For me, I'm like, let's see. Let the guy continue to make progression. Let him, let, let him make progression. Let him continue to grow. And I'm quite sure in the end of, in, in the, end of the day, we're going to like what we're seeing from him. Well, I mean, that's that's the thing. I think the 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 end of the day, patience is going to have to be something that a lot of the fans are going to have to exhibit when it comes to Tevin Jenkins. And it's also going to be important for us to temper our enthusiasm when it comes to Justin Fields. Because when you're looking at Tevin Jenkins, this is a rookie that's going to be playing left tackle in NFL, right? So there's just a lot of uncertainty with that. And right now, when I look at Jenkins and Effetti, we don't know what we're going to get there yet. So that's why right. A-Dub and I are so happy with the fact that Morgan Moses is in here because maybe that guy will be a good veteran that will be added to the mix and then you can really feel a little bit more comfortable and confident in that tackle position. Right, and there's a lot for the other guys to learn from a guy like that, Chris. A veteran in the game who's done it at a high level, been very successful at doing it. There are guys who can just learn from that. I like that idea. And then also the fact that it's added protection. And that's what all quarterbacks want. And it's good for guys like the quarterback and Montgomery, the running backs as well, who are going to play a part. And one thing that I wanted our audience to think about, and this is why I will continue to keep harping on the fact that we can't rush Justin Fields onto the field, is because of the uncertainty that we have at this tackle position. So that's just another thing that we just need to make sure that we have that position really tightened up before we throw that kid out there um, on the field. Exactly, Chris, because once that those tackle spots are not shored up, you know, man, that pressure on quarterback, man, is tough. And you got to make very quick decisions. And I don't want to send our rookie through that pattern right there early, that early, that soon in his career. Let's give it a chance. Let's get his line a chance to develop. Absolutely, man. Wide receiver. So we, we talked about earlier the Daz Newsome injury. He's gone down with that broken collarbone, expected to be back at some point in the summer. And we talked about in the past that this wide receiver room still is very much loaded with depth. You got a lot of speed in that wide receiver room. We know that A-Rob and Darnell Mooney are the clear number one and number twos. But beyond them, there's a lot of players that you're going to be sifting through, right? So you brought up Anthony Miller's name earlier, right? And I'm hoping that now he sees an opportunity for him to kind of really take hold of that slot uh, receiver role, right? But you also have Bird, you got Goodwin, you got Javon Williams, Riley Ridley. You, so you got a lot of guys there that are going to be competing for these roster spots. So I want to get your thoughts there on this wide receiver competition because there was a lot of guys for a limited number of spots. Yeah, Perez. And I'll tell you right now, man, my boy Money Moon, hey, still humble, man. He's, a again, a second-year player. So you see these other guys who've been around the league for a while, man coming into the door, looking to get a spot. So he still feels he got some things to improve upon. He still feels that, hey, he got something to show to all of us fans, right? What he's capable of doing. We saw a lot of that last year, but he still feels there's more more to him than what we saw last year. So he still feels a chip on on his shoulder. There are other guys like Miller feels a chip on his shoulder. Other guys who brought in feel the same way. So it's going to be a very good competitive battle for these guys for those spots. 
Well, I mean, Darnell Mooney should feel a chip on his shoulder because he left a lot of yards and probably potential touchdowns on the field last year for underthrows and overthrows. So he should have that chip on the shoulder. And so even though that's not, uh, you know, any fault of his own, but there were a lot of points that got left on the, on the, on the field last season. So I definitely agree with you there, but one thing that I brought up Javon Williams and Riley Ridley's names. Now, yes. When I look at these players, these two in particular, I think these guys have the most to lose out of any of the wide receivers that I've named because they could be out of a job because not only are we talking about Daz Newsom, who was drafted, you know, that Daz Newsom is going to make the team. So that's taking one spot away from one of those two guys. So it's going to be really imperative for Javon Williams or Riley really to show us something. And I will tell you this. I still don't understand what Riley really has done to this coaching staff for them to have left him inactive so many times, but it's not looking so good for him. I would say if I'm looking at both of these players, Javon Williams, you know, he did that idiotic shit when he punched the <laughs> Gardner Johnson. So a lot, both of these two guys are behind the eight ball. Eight up. Yeah, man. And you know what, Prez? I'm glad you brought that up. I do feel bad for Riley really, man. I, I do feel, I feel bad for him, man, because the guy hasn't done much to me. Rossi wrong. And the fact that he has not got a lot of playing time that we saw Perez out there. And when he did get playing time, he tried to execute. So you wonder, like, what did he do wrong <laughs> uh, to not even get any playing time? So I do worry about him. Is he just somebody they just don't look as being good? But you're right, Perez. That that window for them, man, is getting very slim. Yeah, and I don't understand what they aren't seeing in him because the few times that he's been on the field, I've seen him make plays. I've seen him get yep. open. And, I, and I'm looking at his his lineage. I mean, his brother is a beast in the league. So it's like, why'd you draft this guy? He went to Georgia. He's got that pedigree. Get him out there on the field. Let's see what he could do. Like, I, exactly. I will never understand that. Like, play the kid. Because it sucks, man. Like, when I think of Riley really being inactive all those times, it's like the kid that doesn't have friends and he's watching everybody play inside the house. That's some sad shit. Play this kid, man. Matt Nagy. Get Riley really outside where he can play with the other kids, man. Come on, man. Stop playing. <laughs> exactly, man. Stop playing with Ridley, man. And the things, like you said, Press, when he played, man, you can see that extra, you know, he, he has some extra in him, man. Like he's ready to play. He was excited, man. He wants to contribute, Press. And you saw him on that field. And I'm like, man, this guy has, he wants to play. Let's give him a chance, man. And it's unfortunate that at this point, Press, I'm not sure how much, what's going to happen with him. But man, it's just sad to see how things are shaping up for him with his future here in Chicago. Yeah, so it's definitely one that's going to be worth monitoring, but I really think that those two guys right there are the ones that I'm going to really be paying attention to and see how they answer the challenge here because by Ryan Pace picking up so many receivers over the course of this offseason, if that is sending a message to those two guys, I know we talk about Anthony Miller a lot, but if Javon Williams and Riley Ridley are coming into camp with that attitude of taking advantage of every rep and basically doing whatever they can to impress the coaching staff, then I don't know, you know, if these guys are going to ever get it figured out here in Chicago. So we'll see what happens there, eh, Doug? Yes, sir, man. We will see. But that right in the wall, it, it, it's out there. It is. And it's a real thing. It's definitely a real thing. All right. Talk to me about this defensive back position. So I'm not going to go into a long diatribe about Trufant again. We, we've, Definitely talked about that in the past. His history with injuries, fine. But when I look at his spot opposite of Jalen Johnson, I wonder, are they done there? Is is Ryan Pace looking to bring in somebody to compete with him? I don't know your thoughts there. But then you also have to think about the slot corner position. We talked about the competition there between Vildor and your boy uh, Duke Shelley, right? So you have that competition there. And I really think that Vildor is going to make a really strong push for that spot. We'll see. You know, because Vildor, like I said, I thought he was pretty solid when he played and stepped in for Jalen Johnson last year on the outside. He's a kid that I really think that he has some talent and he has the ability to develop here within this organization. Yeah, man, you hit it right on the head, Prez. I am looking forward to seeing how far they have improved since last season. Duke Shelley, Vildor, those two guys, man, because they took their punches, man, last year. They really did, man. Yep. They took it on the chin. But they also came to play, too, man. So I'm looking to see where they have improved that this season and who really wants that job because that's going to be a vital part of this defense for us. So that part, that slot, that nickel, that's the position right there. Because I mentioned before, Perez, that's why you see a lot of these 
tough wide receivers are going at, man. They're going to the slot. And you're going to need somebody that can keep up with these guys, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing this battle. I don't think Pace is done adding depth or competition. So I'm going to see how that shape up as well, Perez. Yeah, and, and one thing too. So obviously we talked about that slot corner position because now you look at a guy like Thomas Graham Jr., who we drafted from Oregon. You right. have a guy, Artie Burns, who missed last season with an ACL injury, but now he's coming back. You also have a veteran, Trey Roberson, who we signed from the CFL. So you have so many guys there in that defensive back room, and that's a lot of guys that are going to be vying for playing time. So when I look at this DB position, I said, man, Sean Desai's got a lot of weapons potentially to work with. So it'll be interesting to see how they end up going with this. Does Vildor go to slot corner? Do they maybe try to move Vildor outside? What do they do with Thomas Graham Jr.? There's just a lot right. of things that we don't know what's going to happen with these guys yet. You hit it on the head, man. It's going to be interesting to see how Desai, what he's looking for, what he wanted to see, and how he organized that secondary. We know with Jalen Johnson what we're going to get from him. I'm not worried about Jalen Johnson. But I'm right. worried about the spot opposite of him, and I'm worried about that slot corner position because there were so many times when Duke Shelley was in the game last year, and I saw that 3-3 on his jersey too many goddamn times. And, <laughs> you know, and so that type of stuff, it worries me. It scares me. And so I want to make sure that we get somebody in that slot corner role that can cover somebody because one of the things that we saw a lot of times that happened last season, A-Dub, was that teams were putting their best receiver in the slot, and that yep. person was taking Buster's screen and Duke Shelley to church. We saw it with, with Jefferson from the Vikings. We saw it with Thielen. We saw it with fucking uh, Devontae Adams. There were so right. many teams that were doing that to us. And we got to get that position shored up because that's going to be an area that people are going to be looking to expose. Yes, sir, Perez. You hit it right on the head, man. And, and the other part of it, too, Perez, I even think about, you know, uh, you know Vildor, you know, like you said, for him being on the outside corner. I kind of wonder what that looks like because true fun and injuries and things of that nature press, you just don't know what might happen. So what do we do? What depth do we have in case something like that does occur, right? What do we do there? So I, I kind of like looking at this whole thing, press everything, really, press who's going to get the starting job, who's going to be the backup, right? And how they all going to be able to play this whole thing out, just in case. No, very fair point, because when uh, Jalen Johnson went down, that's when you have Vildor have to go over there. And, and he, like I said, he was up and down, but he showed some potential over there. But now that was with having Kyle Fuller on the field. There's right. no Kyle Fuller on the field. So if Jalen Johnson goes down, now you have a, a cornerback opposite of him that we don't know what we're going to get from. And then now you're going to have a young guy that's going to be playing. That's a recipe for disaster, which is another reason why I want to make sure that they're working Jalen Johnson into the mix slowly and basically preserving him so that way he's fresh for the season and we're not overworking him during preseason. I'm with you there, Prince, because I am worried about that. Seriously worried about that. We lose a guy at the, at the, uh, at the uh, DB spot. What does that lead us to? A cornerback going down, Jalen Johnson going out again. We can't afford to have that happen. No, we definitely can't. We definitely can't. The last position battle, A-Dub, that I wanted to discuss with our audience is special teams. So we obviously know with Corderell Patterson leaving to go to the Falcons, right. that there's an opening a kickoff returner. And I also said possibly a punt return because while Tariq Cohen is a very solid punt returner, he got that ACL injury on punt return. So if, if it were me, I would think twice about putting him back there because you can't have a kid like that get hurt and putting him on special teams. So I almost wonder if they should put someone else back there in, at the punt return position. But I wanted to get your thoughts there because I would much rather have our Tariq Cohen utilized in the office because we saw how our office was severely limited when he wasn't available to us. No, Press, I'm with you, man. Tariq Cohen is a guy who I really worried about in a punt return because you're right. Is his body ready for that kind of workload, right? And maybe it is, Press. So let's utilize some of these other guys that we have, right? Let's utilize Daz. Let's utilize some of the other guys we brought on board to actually help us out and see what they can do in these areas because they, got, they also have experience in, in those areas too. So let's give them a chance and see what they can do. I'll let them battle for it. That's a, that's a fair point. Now, you did bring Daz up. I, I wonder if they may hesitate on putting him at punt return now because he's coming back from that broken, broken collarbone. We'll see. Yeah, but. We'll see. But Anthony Miller is someone that they used in the past at punt returner, right? So that's an yep. option. I don't know if I want to see Darnell Mooney back at punt return, but then we also got Khalil Herbert. Uh, yep. We also have Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, 
So there's some options there, A-Dub. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I want to see those guys battle it out, Press. Let's let some of the young cats do it, man. They want to make a name for themselves. This is a good opportunity for them to do so, right? And I would love to see them compete. Let these young guys compete. I agree. I agree, A-Dub. Well, man, I feel like audience, you know, we gave you guys a little midweek, a uh, little surprise here by, you know, getting to an episode out a little early. I will be heading out of town, A-Dub. So, man, I wanted to get something in for the audience so they don't miss us too much. But, man, fun episode, man. It's always good chopping it up with you, my brother. And I can't wait to see what happens with the rest of these OTAs, man. And hopefully no wonder of our guys uh, get injured, man. Hopefully we can keep people safe, keep guys from, you know, getting injured on some plays out there, A-Dub. Yes, sir, Press. I echo all those things you just shared there. But one thing I cannot let go by, Press, is that you have a birthday coming up, my brother. <laughs> I yes, took sir. it easy on you. I took it easy on you today, man. I was. <laughs> I was cool, man. I thought about my boy. I appreciate you, man. And, and audience, yes, uh, that is why uh, we are recorded earlier in the week, because uh, I will be out of town for my birthday celebrating uh, with the fam. But, man, definitely appreciate the well wishes, uh, A-Dub, man. Appreciate you. It's been a fun episode, man. And I can't wait to get back on here with you next week, my man. Yes, sir. Dope-ass episode, and we are out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of this podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Peace.